It came from Gen X. <laughs> children, 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 do you know where your parents are? They're probably listening to It Came From Gen X. Hello, everybody. This is Keith Porter alongside Michael Skinner and Brian Fisher, best known as Fishbone and Skinbone. Two of my bestest buds in the whole wide world. More like we're like brothers, you know, the way they talk about me. It's more like a brothers because friends wouldn't treat me like that. But anyway, <laughs> welcome to the show. This is it came from Gen X, the show about life, sports, pop culture, music, world news through the eyes of Gen Xers. And we hope you are enjoying this new format. We are the guys from Reality Football, and we say welcome, welcome, welcome. Brian Fisher, how are you, my friend? Doing well, doing well. My, uh, well, it was nice to see you guys uh, the weekend over at Skinner's house. So it was hospitality, good. food, and all that. You know what was really uh, good about it? What's that? Well, other than the fact I finally made it to one of Skinner's Buckeye parties, finally. Mm -hmm. It Finally. was nice to see Allie. She is such a lovely creature, man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, this, she so. really is. I don't know if she lost a bet or what she's doing with you, but she is a lovely, lovely lady. I, it that was reminds me of an answer for your uh, question later on in the show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, she she doesn't like a lot of hoopla around it, but I'll mention it anyway. So today is actually her birthday. So oh. We, uh, oh, well. Yeah, we shoot. spent some... That's all right. We spent we spent our time on the weekend together, and today she just she today was her day. She okay. took a day off of work just to relax and well, spend, from spend the, time with from her the parents. Team of and it all came that. from so Gen X. Yeah. Happy birthday, Allie. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. I'll pass that along. I'll pass that along. Yes. So yeah, great weekend. Nice time with her. Good to see you guys. Uh, and then the, the whole weekend ended with a nice uh, Dallas Cowboys win last night. I, so that was pretty good. I know, a nice weekend. I know the feeling. Uh, speaking of someone who don't know the feeling, <laughs> hey, Skinner, what's going on, buddy? <laughs> hey, fellows. Yeah, trying to catch up from the long whirlwind weekend, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was nice to see your ugly mug finally make it to one of our yes. Buckeye bashes. It's only you, been you threw a heck of a shindig, my friend. Seven it was or great. eight years that I've been doing this now. And mm -hmm. uh, glad to see that you guys, I'm glad you brought Allie this, uh, this time around, uh, Fish. It was yes, great, great to see her. She doesn't always make Thank it you. to all of our shenanigans, but well, uh, let's just be honest, Skinner. We we say he was making her up. We didn't believe she was a real person. That, yeah, that's we true. <laughs> yep. yep, yep. But no, it was a great weekend. Uh, good Buckeye win. Uh, terrible Browns loss for a Browns fan, but uh, hey, the show must go yeah. on. So, my, but it was great seeing you guys. Yep. Good to see you. my chiropractor. Is a, he's from Iowa? He's a huge Iowa fan. And a oh, huge Browns fan. He went to the game Sunday. So today, before I could go to the chiropractor, I get a text from them, like from his wife, like six in the morning, saying he can't make it. He's not feeling well. I'm like, is he double sick because of Iowa and Cleveland? She said, yeah, a little bit of both. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, good to see you guys. I had a fantastic weekend. Uh, you know, not too much. Well, I, you know, I had a, uh, I went out Friday night. Uh, did some things I had done in a long time. Went dancing uh, with what? a friend. Yeah. Can you believe that? Uh, that was a great night. And then, of course, Saturday uh, to the, the Skinner, uh, Marcy, Ohio State, Bonfire Barbecue. You guys put on a great, great shindig. Nothing but great people there. I really enjoyed myself. Uh, thank you for that. And then uh, last night I went down to, to Mary Best for the Cowboys game. My Steelers won. Buckeyes won. It's just a good weekend, man. Michigan lost. Oh, my gosh. I can't stand it. <laughs> but here we are today with the, with another good show, and we hope you guys enjoyed it. Welcome to our friends in the, in the UK. Welcome to our listeners in Germany. Welcome to our listeners in Ireland. And anybody else that listens to the show, I cannot, we cannot thank you enough. You mean so much to us, and we really want to keep doing this. And before we get into it, because we got a lot to talk about today, uh, we're going to let Fish really take the, the lion's share of uh, some of the topics he's had over the last couple of weeks. So, Fish, go ahead and tell them where they can find us. All right. Well, you might be listening to us on WMBU.org, Global Internet Radio, Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Just pull up the site, hit uh, live uh, listens, and uh, you can play our show right there along with other 
good content that the radio station offers. Uh, you can listen to us whenever you want to on demand on your favorite podcast platforms. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Just pull us up, give us a subscribe for free. New episodes will uh, pop into your feed. Listen to us whenever you want to. Um, all show information, Facebook page, YouTube channel, all that stuff can be found in two places. Our Link Tree account is Google Link Tree, L A N K Tree. It came from Gen X. And our Linktree page will come up for you with links to all of our social media platforms, etc. And our website, it came from GenX, one word, dot WordPress, one word, dot com. Again, all show information is there, links to episodes, links to videos, everything is there for you. And if you are so inclined, you like what we do, you want to throw us a couple bucks, you can do that. It is a uh, Patreon via our webpage. Information is there for you. If you wish to do that, you don't have to. But if you do, we appreciate that. Like our stuff, share it, tell a friend. We appreciate your support. So thank you. Also mention Keith, the UK out there too. UK yes. has some more listens as well. So Excellent. Good. Hello good. to our friends across the pond over there. If you're listening, hope you're enjoying it. And uh, again, we appreciate everybody's uh, support out there. All right. Okay. And we want to give quick shout outs to uh, the DJ that made all of this happen here on WMBU.org, Gustavus Dominic, uh, our brother-in-arms, the uh, silent partner, if you will. Thank you to him. And, of course, to uh, uh, the man that calls the shots. Uh, he, he runs the show, man. I tell you, uh, Mike Skinner Jr., we love you, my brother, and thank you very much. Um, I got a surprise announcement to make. <laughs> Skinner's nervous. Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. Uh, nothing too dramatic, but I want to announce a new show coming out. What? Yeah, a new show. It is a new show of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, something near and dear to my heart. Uh, it is not a podcast. It will be a strictly video show called Cleansing with Keith. Called- <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I like it. Oh boy, you got to go back about thirty shows, folks, to understand that one. <laughs> Keith's gonna go around and find a place that can give him a cleanse. <laughs> that, That's it. That would be like I would, I, that would, I would be watch a lot that, of episodes. I, I bet you yeah. would. You top, I like puppy. that. <laughs> Call it the top ten colonics in Northeast Ohio. <laughs> you, you know what? I gotta find some new co. You guys are sick. <laughs> I gotta get some new friends. I'm telling you. Uh, no, this new yep. show will be called the Porter House. Okay. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of the origin of this show. A little bit over a year ago, I had started an internet magazine called It Came From One... uh, I'm sorry, One Drum, One Sow. It came from... uh, Speaking of our show. One Drum, One Sow. That is the name of my drum group that features Mm -hmm. my drum students and some other people. I was going to feature different local drummers. It was going to be a, a, a Facebook magazine about drummers, for drummers, all about drums. Uh... I had got started, got one interview, one video uh, posted, and as I was setting up other interviews, COVID happened, killed all mm-hmm. of that. I also was going to start a uh, video with my my pastor, who's also my mother, for our church, a weekly video to give hope to people, especially during COVID. People were depressed, people felt hopeless, give some words of encouragement. I also wanted to do some interviews with some people concerning some other things, some books they had written. And here I got all these ideas. And if I would have went with the it, it, uh, one drum, one sound, I would have, boom, pigeonholed myself with drums. If I would have went with the other thing, I'd have pigeonholed myself with the church. And it came to me today. You know what? The show, it will be about whatever I want it to be about each week. I'm going to simply call it the Porterhouse. It will feature different people, different walks of life, different topics every week because there's a lot of things I want to cover and put out there on social media, uh, hopefully to put a smile on people's faces, to give some hope, and to inform. So I'm looking forward to that. Very good. Well, good luck, man. Yes, but thank you. My very first guest will be an author uh, who just wrote an extraordinary book that you can get on Amazon. It's called God in Every Moment. And I'm really excited about this book. Um, not only the book, but the author is someone near and dear to me. She happens to be my niece. And I'm really, really proud of her about this book. So look forward to that coming up soon. All right. Fish, would you like to take the lead tonight? 
No, no, I'll pick, I'll pick up, I'll pick up the plastic. You guys go ahead. It's fine. Okay, yep. then. All right, world news. Let's get it going, Skinner. World news. All right. So you guys have ever heard of the town called Hazard, Kentucky? Yeah, no. It's not the Dukes of Hazard. I was about Georgia. to say I've heard of say. Hazard, but not that yep. one. Yeah. No, not Hazard County in Georgia, but we're talking about mm-hmm. Hazard, the city of Hazard, Kentucky. Uh, photos of male students, uh, particularly the football team, is from my was what I'm gathering. Thought that it would be a funny skit for a pep rally uh, a couple weeks ago to dress up in lingerie and, and giving faculty lap dances right in front of the students, right there in the gymnasium. And this stuff and pictures. Videos appeared on the school's official fa- Facebook page. Okay, I want to be clear. Who who dressed up? Male students. Male particularly students. Particularly football players. Okay. Dressed up in their skibbies, their, their tidy whities, and mm-hmm. some went as far as female lingerie and gave lap dances to faculty and staff. And what was the event? It was a pep rally for a pep football rally. game. Oh, okay. And then there were other photos that depicted the cheerleaders donning Hooters uniforms. Uh, I'm guessing that they were trying to reference the whole, the whole, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Theme of the, theme of this particular event. Mm-hmm. So as far as I know, so far as the, the uh, principal has been fired. There's a full blown investigation that's gone mm-hmm. on by the. Not only the school board, but the police, local police departments involved as well. Uh, we've done a lot of stupid things in our past. Let's be honest. We've all grown up. <laughs> we've all done stupid things. I don't probably, know what you're talking about. You guys um, have, but. <laughs> probably don't want to talk about. And there's certain things that people take to their own graves. But to know that this is happening in a high school, in a place of learning for minor children, absolutely disgusts me. Thought it was That's, something that needed to be brought up. Um, it's this is not a place or time for this particular behavior to be to even yeah, be joked about. Not even close. I, um, I'm all about hearing both sides, but I don't want to hear anything about this. If you're that dumb to do this in this day and age, where there's a camera everywhere, mm-hmm. everywhere. Well, and, it's not just a camera everywhere. They posted this on their official Facebook page. Well, yeah. Well, why did how did they post it from cameras? That's my point. <laughs> you know, they right. posted it because there was cameras everywhere, phones, what have you. If you're that stupid to do that in this day and age with cameras everywhere, uh, I, you don't deserve any sympathy uh, from anybody. With children, I can't even believe somebody's that dumb. Every faculty member that was involved should be fired. Anything sexualized and and, and with minors. That's unacceptable. There's there's no other question about this. Fish? Yeah. Now, what if they're really attractive? <laughs> well, that's different. <laughs> that's I'm different. Kidding. Now, no, if I'm, they're really I'm hot, joking. yeah. <laughs> no, it's just I agree with you. It's it's just it's dumb. I'm sure I'm sure the students putting it on thought it was funny, but obviously there's you know, they're they're young kids. The, like you say, the faculty has to step up here and says this is not appropriate. It's as simple as that. Not doing it, forget it, and to just put it out in front of the student body and think it's okay enough that they they sounds like they filmed it and put it up on their own Facebook yeah, page even because right. they thought it was uh, whatever. Yeah, just not smart. You got to know where the sound. line is. Yeah, so you're and you're right. Listen, guys, when, right. when I when we were in high school <laughs> at band camp, mm-hmm. you guys might remember this. Um, the drum section. Uh, we had our little club in the, within the drum section. A few other people were involved uh, called the Swap Rats. Um, mm-hmm. I think Dave Porter has started the Swap Rats. And we had a, you know, we had to have skit night. Remember skit night? Event camp? Do. Okay. Yep. So there was a famous skit that we did. Um, I was involved in it with Dave Porter and a couple other guys. And we basically come out and we all stand in a line and Okay, Dave said, you know, hey, mine's as big. And the next kid goes, yeah, well, mine's mine's bigger. No, my, he goes, mine is pretty long. Another kid goes, mine's longer. 
And I went, yeah. And another kid goes, I, mine is really long. And I go, yeah, well, mine's the longest. And everybody starts screaming. And everybody goes, yeah, well, let's whip them out and see. And we start undoing our belt. And everybody starts screaming. And we whip our belts out. And we hold our belts up. And I, and I had the longest belt. And I go, told you mine was the longest. That was borderline. <laughs> it, it was, would, it was borderline. There, yes, but uh, I could Roger see, I could hated okay. that skit. Our band director, he hated it, but mm -hmm. he did permit it. There was no such thing as cell phones and sitting cameras back then, and it was in a secluded place at band camp, and pretty much kind of what happened at band camp stayed at band camp. <laughs> but with that being said, that was pushing it. In this day and age, that is utterly ridiculous, man. I, you know, I I can understand that there's some things that go on at school uh, maybe within a football locker room where the privacy is somewhere else, but at a at a rally, and then they posted it themselves. Fire them all. Yep. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, I was. I thought you were to talk about the lip syncing battles that the band camp oh, no, 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 used no, no, to no. do. <clears throat> that was always a lot of fun, and you could get a you know this is what you know how risque can you get in the eighties? Um, yeah, it's not exactly. like today's day and age. Certainly would never do that today if. Bank no, there, there was, was the no WAP songs back then. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, what right. else you got, uh, Skitter? I will add, by the way, me and Tom Dudley and Chris Dominey won the lip sync contest as seniors. Thank you. Oh, right. hey, there you go. Uh, there you have it. Yeah, I yep, think yep. I I can't remember that long ago, but I'd have to go back to think what you guys had done. <clears throat> but um, we lip we lip sync to barbershop quartet music. Not even a joke. I think I remember that now. Yeah, Mister Mister Schreffler uh, had it anyway. Yep, yep. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Mm -hmm. All right. So my other story, which is a pretty interesting one, and I hope to see this comes to fruition. Uh, David Beasley, he's the director of the UN's World Hunger Program. He issued a recent plea to the billionaires out there in the world, asking if they combined could donate six billion dollars <laughs> that they could curve the 42 million who are starving to the point that the, if they don't get help they're going to die um so uh -huh. interesting i i like the plea i like that they're going after the billionaires say hey step up for donations this that and other so here's where it gets interesting you guys know or heard of elon musk i would think of course uh, uh -huh. mr billionaire extraordinaire uh elon musk from uh, SpaceX, and obviously he got most of his uh, his monetary value from um, Tesla. Tesla, yes. He came back and said that if the direct the UN would back the back this plea up with math and statistics, and a guarantee. Let me see. Let me go here. Where he, he says that he if they can guarantee transparency about when, where, and how the money will be spent. He'd be interested in, in selling some stock and donate the proceeds to do this. Now, a little bit of background. Um, Elon Musk, uh, he's the world's richest man. He topped last year at $311 billion. So $6 billion, if you do the math. He needs a little I, I, help to come up with the $6 million. yeah. Right. So $6 billion, if you, even my Kenmore math can't figure this, or can figure this one out. That's 2% of his wealth. $6 billion. Exactly. And he said he would, if the donation would still, and this donation, if he did it just himself to $6 million, he would still possess more money in the bank than the next Richest man in the world, and you guys happen to know who that is, don't you? It's Bezos. Be Bezos from Amazon. Oh yeah, he would okay, still be yeah. top. He would still be toppling his bank account by over a hundred billion dollars. That's insanity. Now, it it's mind boggling to think of that dollar amount for one individual you know, person. Skinner. And I'll let you guys speak on it real quick before I, I lose this thought. I was talking to Marcy about the subject, and she just shook her head at me and said, I cannot fathom somebody having that much money. And I looked at her and I said, do you understand the two individuals that I'm talking about in this story? Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are two of the smartest men to ever walk the face of this earth. 
Elon Musk, a science, he's a, he's a freaking rocket scientist, a, a great businessman. They deserve the riches that they have. So with that being said, go ahead and, and take over. Well, first I want to say, if it helps, we will donate 100% of the proceeds of all earnings from this show <laughs> to fight world hunger. So if anybody approaches us, we will happily, up to this point, all earnings up to this point. No questions asked. So we'll just we'll just start there. We'll just so, start there. Sorry so guys, what, I'm just, dude, I'm just it, I didn't mean it, to speak for you guys. But ramen you know, I, for one person, you know. really? You're you're thoughtful. Well, I hope we don't this. mail it because we don't have enough to cover the postage stamp. <laughs> 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 you better come pick it up. You know what? You know what? We'll throw in the reality football earnings up to this up oh, prior. No, why didn't you say oh, that? Okay. <laughs> all earnings, all podcasts up to this point. No, there sorry. we go. It's a, yep. Listen, I, I am so disgusted just even hearing this crap. It's just pure crap to me. When, I, when you first read the story, I laughed because why wouldn't... It took now for somebody to figure that out. Are you serious? That's a bunch of crap. That I'm sure that's been figured out. Now you guys laugh at me, call me to, to maybe look at me as a conspiracy nut on on this show, and that's fine. Well, we don't. We don't. But think why we would know why you would are. you think? Thank you. Why Why do you think this hasn't happened before, Skinner? That's a good question. Who knows? It's a very good question. Think about it. Why do you think someone hasn't done? Hey, you know what? We could get one of these billionaires and wipe out hunger. In, in certain areas, imagine if we got two or three, you know what I'm saying? And you look at the ridiculous wealth they got, whoever calculated the six billion, I, imagine if they all got together and focused on the whole world. I mean, why do you think it it hasn't happened? It hasn't happened yet. I'll tell you why it hasn't happened, because the powers that be would never let it happen. Mm. There's a reason people are hungry. There's a people a reason that people are, are countries are in third world uh, consequences. Um, when I was in the University of Akron and one of my uh, Latin American studies, this professor who had went around the world told us he was in trouble with the authorities for what he was teaching. But he told us how uh, there were so many uh, people who became presidents of some of these countries where the United States gets certain things from, and they wanted to do what they call, uh, what's it called, share the wealth policies, where they want to split all the land up amongst all the people and things like that and bring their country out of poverty, and how they were all assassinated. And the United States was guilty of some of this stuff because they wouldn't be able to buy or purchase whatever the cheap product was they were getting from this country. And one thing he told us, we thought he was lying. And we looked it up. It was in the Internet. He goes, it was quiet news. But they were under the United States was being sued. Who was it? I think it was Coca-Cola. For actually murdering a leader of one of these countries. Because they did not want that country to come out of its poverty-stricken situation, which allowed us to purchase goods from them for pennies on the dollar. And it was utterly ridiculous making blue jeans, you know, and getting paid 35 cents a day and things of this nature. There's a reason why every billionaire has to say, you know what? We can wipe out hunger in this entire country and let's do it. There are powers that be that will never, ever, ever let that happen. Okay. I, hmm. I could see that. Fish? I think Madonna's behind this somehow. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. <laughs> Something. Yep. Yep. I have a Madonna thing for later in the show. Puts a hex. Puts a hex on it. No, it it is. It is really a shame. You're right. If you if you really step back and think about it, I mean, if you you know you. First of all, it's a shame to me that you have to rely on billionaires to make something like you know to really make a big difference like this. And you know, obviously, I say same same crap. It's same same garbage in our own country. We're fighting as far as we want to try to make something happen. We want to fix infrastructure and some things. And part of that is, well, let's tax some of the ultra wealthy in our own country. And that in itself runs into resistance. You know, 
people have a, they you know it, 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 David they deserve to make a lot of money right. all that stuff I'm def, and, I'm definitely a capitalist run, all I'm saying is it's a shit because it's met the face of of capitalism and reeks right. of socialism and that scares right. people exactly and it's uh, what I'm saying is at the end of the day it's a shame that you have to rely on that to fund some of these programs at our own borders and to help the, the countries across the world it's too bad but it would be nice if these guys got together and did something like that they could if they choose make a big difference in the world but i certainly I, I do agree with elon musk if i was in his position yeah you're asking me for some money i you know i kind of want to know where it's going to see if it's actually making a difference or is it going to go fund something that i don't necessarily agree with with his kind with his of money, position. he don't need to see where it's going. He could do it himself and make a difference. Well, that's, that's what true I if too. I had that kind of money, that's, that's what too. I would try to do. Um sure. even on a smaller level. You know, my dad used to tell me something when I was younger, and I didn't really understand what he meant until I got older. And you guys will understand where I'm coming from. But he used to say, son, there's nothing more uh a white man with a nickel hates. Is in a black man with a dime. And I get where he's coming from. If you got a dollar, Fisher, the only way I'm going to feel more empowered than you is if I got two. You know what sure. I'm saying? And when you look at some of these countries, especially ones that have something to export of value, what better way to get that, that goods or service than to have a, a corrupt leader who is going to keep his country impoverished and make lots of money selling this and that to Russia, China, United States, or whatever. You know, poverty is 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 money. I hate to say that. Um, you know, these countries. No, there's people who don't want to see these people come out of poverty. It's, it's it can be some of these princes have like thirty and forty palaces. I don't understand that, and their country is starving. That's ridiculous. That's sad, man. Not to mention just in this United States alone, we should never have anybody uh, uh, hungry like we do. I get people crying and whining over a flag or the United States uh, national anthem. And it's like, seriously, do you see how we treat our veterans? Do you see the, the health issues our veterans have, the homelessness, and you're worried about the national anthem? Don't even give me that Hippocratic uh, crap. There's no excuse for that, especially anybody who served our country. So, you know, this stuff, Unfortunately, I don't think it ever, ever go away, um, but that's where we live. Yep. Good story. All Thank right. you. That's all I got Thank for you, today. Thank you, uh, Interesting stuff. All right, guys. Well, go ahead, buddy. Well, sorry. I was going to say, in the meantime, at least the three of us, we will continue to try to export entertainment across the world. That's it. That's it. We will there continue to do our part. It's all we can do, baby. Do our part. We're, we're doing our little part. That's right. All right. <laughs> okay, right. how about some music and some sports, guys? Sports. Okay, oh, man, we talked a little uh, sports at the beginning of the show. Um, interesting stuff. We, You know, football-wise, just what you think is a turning of the tide, things start looking normal again. We watched Cincinnati wipe the floor with Baltimore last week. Uh, Pittsburgh was looking, was in last place. And the Bengals were in first place. Who would have thunk it? And Browns and Steelers last. Mm -hmm. And one week, boom, Cincinnati gets embarrassed by the Jets. Looking like old Cincinnati. The Steelers are out of the basement. I don't know. It's just a weird league. Lots of terrible injuries yesterday. Jameis Winston lost for the season, um, which is really sad. Yeah. Uh, this was looking like being with Sean Payton was going to turn his career around. Um, he was at a where he Derek was Henry. right now uh, at 5-2, and two, and his stats were the best he's ever had in his career, and it was only going to get better as they got healthy people back. So really feel bad for Jameis Winston. Derek Henry, oh, my yep. gosh, what? This is huge. This is There's two power shifts that happened in the NFL yesterday, and I think it's huge AFC South power shift with the Titans losing Derek Henry. I think that's going to change the complete makeup of that football team. Um, sure. Because he's just an unstoppable mm -hmm. force. They signed, um, they signed Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I heard today. well, and his heyday he they was did. something, but he ain't gonna replace that right there. Yep. 
Um, the other no. power shift is, no. oh, my gosh, I cannot believe the Broncos traded Vaughn Miller to the Rams, the L.A. Rams. You're talking about Pro Bowl and best defensive player, arguably, in the league, uh, Aaron Donald on the line, Vaughn Miller, one of the best linebackers in the league in the middle, and, of course, probably the best corner, and Jalen Ramsey in the back. This is really going to do something for the Rams, man, I tell you. So. Rams are going in. They're going all in this season. Win. Yeah, they're they're going all in. Yes, they did. They traded their quarterback uh, for a better arm, and uh, it's going to be interesting mm -hmm. to see. Uh, baseball, Houston Astros fighting back. The Braves, Atlanta hasn't won since the mid-'90s. Uh, it would be nice to see them win. I'm not an Atlanta fan, but uh, I'm sick of Houston. They've been in a World Series, what, three or last five years yeah. or something like that. So I'm glad to see they fought back and didn't get eliminated. And uh, we'll, we'll see where that goes. So that's just a little bit of sports news, guys. But I really want to talk uh, about a, a sports story related that's just really disturbing. Um, I caught this last night. Uh, a high school base, baseball coach in Kansas. Um, now, this has been placed on administrative leave, but the story I saw last night, he was unanimously fired by the school board. <laughs> But he told the only black player on his team to turn the rap music down. And he said, we don't listen to uh, N-word music. We just listen to country music. Said this in front of the entire team. And uh, I'm really disturbed by this. In this day and age right now where we have the woke movement, uh, you've got Black Lives Matter. You've got all these things stemming from George Floyd. We have police officers being fired. We have all these things happening, all this racial awareness going on. And for a coach to say that in front of his players, um, I find that quite disturbing. It sound, I wasn't there, but it sounds like it was said with malice. Um, and... Uh, I'm sure it made this only black player feel very, very, very isolated. Now, I always like to put a, a Gen X spin on our stuff. We'll go back when, when we were younger and kind of relate things. When I was on the high school wrestling team at our beloved Kenmore High School here in Akron, Ohio, our coach, uh, uh, he was white, Coach McAvenue, he would make jokes all the time. When we were going to get on the bus to travel to another school for a wrestling match, uh, he would say things like, okay, guys, I just want to tell you, I love you all. You're all equal to me. We're not black. We're not white. We're all one color here. We're all green. Now, let's load up. I need all the dark green people to go to the back of the bus. <laughs> you know, he would, say, he would say stuff like that, and we all laughed. Nobody had a problem with it at all. Uh, he would certainly be fired today uh, saying something like that. I, yep. When I hear this story, guys, it disturbs me. But at the same time, do you think maybe because of maybe Donald Trump or whatever, people are being more empowered to say these things? Um, and I think it's a good thing because a friend of mine used to say to me, uh, who was that? He said to, he told a white person who said, who made a comment like that, when the white person apologized, he said, no, 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 I appreciate you because I know how you feel up front. And he goes, I'd rather know that than have you shake my hand and then walk away and mumble the N-word under your breath. I'd rather know who you are. Is it good that we know who mm. these people are or is this uh, just a, a, a terrible thing that's happened to Skinner? I think I happen to agree with the, I would rather know who the person is up front. Um, because I don't want to, I don't want to be associated with hypocrite, hypocritical mm -hmm. people. That's, I, I, I'm, I ble I'm blessed with the surroundings of people in my life that I can say that none of them are hypocritical. Um, you know, you can go as just I feel the, the same way. Four walls of this particular show. There are two of us that happen to be Caucasian, mm -hmm. and the other one happens to be an African American. But you'd never know if you just looked or listen to our show, you'd have no idea that we are not three brothers right. from the same mother. And, and, and I don't um, surround myself with nobody. 
I don't I don't hang around any black people that talk this white people or a hunky or I don't I will not them in my life. Yeah, I mean, let's go back to my shindig on Saturday night. You happened to be the only one of color that showed up on Saturday night, but nobody nobody knew that. If we were just all Buckeye fans eating eating good and uh, cheering on a, a favorite uh, mm-hmm. team. Of I was us, also the so. only one of color invited too, so that's probably. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> You're the only one. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm no, sorry, that's I not true by that. any stretch. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got you. But to answer your question, we have a minimum requirement of diversity for right. this uh, I, event. I made sure I was diversified in the uh, in the. Uh, hey, he was with, he the, with Marcy. He goes ribs check. Pop check, Negroes check. We got- <laughs> Very complete. But all kidding aside, I would rather know up front what I'm dealing Absolutely. with. Absolutely, I agree. Versus hearing it after. I agree. Any comments, fish? Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I, it's, it's, it's odd. I, I it's like I don't. Re- was it because of Trumpism and stuff? It definitely was it maybe a factor? Yeah, people, well, you I know, don't know, he was he was but so emboldened with the things he said racially, black people, Mexicans, yeah. whatever. It seemed like around the country, people felt emboldened to say more things like this up front, you know? Yeah. But having said that, I mean, this guy said what he said, which is exactly what he felt, and he lost his job. So if you're if you're willing to speak your mind, whatever that is, you have to be willing to accept whatever consequences may And he come could with have made his point well. without saying it like that. Hey, hey, oh, he, he could have made his point without saying Okay. He could, he could have very easily said, hey, yeah, we prefer country music here. And, he, and uh, even uh, that would have been controversial. Yeah, right. That's okay. it. All right. Well, enough of that story. Yeah, okay, anyway. guys, in music today, I got some birthdays I want to talk about, at least a couple quick stories. Music. Happy birthday to Rick Allen, uh, 1963 uh, drummer, fellow drummer. The band Def Leppard, world-renowned, been around for a long, long, long time. Sold lots of records. Uh, in 1984, at the the peak of their, their popularity, um, his, um, one of my favorite albums of all time uh, came out, and tragedy hit them. Uh, Rick Allen was in a car accident where he lost uh, one of his arms, um, it was a terrible, terrible tragedy. This band went through uh, a change after that, but they did something absolutely shocked everybody. They stuck with this drummer. They found a way to create a system where he could play drums with the three remaining limbs. He has toured the world for you know twenty something years since then with them. The only drummer they've ever had. Um, it's a truly remarkable story, guys. Do you remember when this happened, and what did it say to our generation when they stuck with him and didn't cast him aside? Fish. Yeah, I mean, it really is a a sign of true friendship there. I mean, they started out. He was a young kid, like seventeen years old, and those guys said, "Hey, listen, he's he's Rick. He's part of the band, and probably not even probably, certainly in our lifetime, one of the greatest." Maybe ever one of the greatest, not the greatest, but one of the greatest stories of perseverance mm-hmm. yes. you're going to hear. The fact that he taught himself how to play Amazing. a whole unique system of as drums a drummer, and still I can maintain, I, as a and drummer, not I can know. tell you that is unbelievable. I'm telling you, when, when I yeah. play, fascinating. Uh, practice with the band. I my equipment all has to be in the same place every time because I have to know where it is. I play with a lot of memory as opposed to just doing, you know, uh, a lot of repetition. If you move one thing out of the way, then I have to change everything. If I get on a different kit, I am totally got to think fast and understand this isn't there no more. And I have to do this and make these changes for him to do that. It's unheard of. Just totally amazing. Yeah. And he's still, he's still great. I mean, you, you listen to his stuff. You can't, I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. electric drum, whatever, whatever, yeah. but still. Some, still yeah, some acoustic rock stuff Rock-solid drums. It's yeah. kind of like when Skinner, you yeah. know, it fumbles, you know, the closing of the show, but we keep him anyway, you know? Mm-hmm. We, we- <laughs> that's right. That's that's true dedication. It's called you know, We love you, man. We're going to keep you, buddy. Don't you yeah. worry. <laughs> no, I got you. Almost lost two, almost lost two fingers, Keith. <laughs> a finger and a thumb. Still we still hung there with it. Still yeah. stuck with we me. Still hung with him. I feel loved, let me tell you. For whatever reason, yeah. Skinner, remember that, man, but when no, that real, happened? Real, 
<laughs> yeah, real quick. Yeah, I remember it because Hysteria is probably one of my favorite albums of all time, to be truthful. It's up there. Uh, no, no, before Hysteria. Okay. Uh, as far as that, uh, as far as that, that brand of music, it's one of the best of all time. Um, you know, certainly yeah. rock and roll, you could say it, it's it's in the, it's not in the conversation, but as far as that genre of music, it's probably one of the most popular. Pyromania, made more, made that's more money than the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Romania. Maybe that's yes. the one I'm thinking of. But anyway, it's loyalty, it's uh, camaraderie, it's um, true friendship. Because you hear bands all the time. They're especially you look at it. The lead person is usually that person I'm about to talk about. Is they're above the mm-hmm. music, or they're above mm-hmm. the band, and bands can't yeah. stay together. These guys mm-hmm. waited for their guy until he was ready to get out on stage again. And it's yeah. the I have the must most utmost respect for any band of all time for Def Leppard for doing that for the uh, yeah exactly I, I, I have to agree the thing I thought that it said most of all was because in the eighties band it was all about image it was all about imaging mm-hmm. you got to you know you didn't see any overweight guys you know all the hair and everybody was thin and blah 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 and here's the band saying we're going to put for better for uh, lack of words a handicapped person on pictures with us you know sure. we yeah we're, we're yeah, about substance yeah. and not not imagery and i thought that was a great message so mm-hmm. happy birthday yep. rick allen uh 1962 anthony kiedis of the red hot chili peppers happy birthday to him this was a band who was really like a raw punk ska rock band and boy they really evolved into something uh, different. Um, they had a lot of bouts of, of heroin use with their guitar player. Uh, got him back in the band and kind of really came out with some really really great songs after a blood sugar sex magic. Um, Chili Peppers are a very very interesting band. Anthony Keys isn't known for a great singer, but they did really involve just some really really fantastic songwriters and uh, come up with some great music. Thoughts on the Chili Pepper Skinner? I enjoyed their music, still do today. They are one of those weird, off the cuff, uh, but they did. They evolved into something pretty special because if you listen to their beginning stuff, it was pretty raw. It was um, different than what was out on the radio, but they evolved. Um, and uh, still to this day, I still have them on my playlist. Yeah. There, there's a certain group of musicians that I respect who like evolve with the times and they're still relevant to this day. Chili Peppers are one. Uh, Salt and Pepper did it. Aerosmith. Um, Aerosmith, Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. still going strong. They did it, definitely. Fish? Yeah, just a whole unique sound. Very, you know, I like them. Uh, just you get a whole different vibe. And, uh, you know, Flea, one of the greatest rocket bass oh, yeah, guitarists of all time. Right okay, there. my last story, we'll get to yep. get to uh, to Fish. Uh, happy birthday, 1957, to Lyle Lovett, of all people. Um you know, there are no friends in the in the public eye. Certainly, Lyle Lovett found that out. Uh, this man was, well, he was called ugly. <laughs> uh, but he he hooked up with uh, America's sweetheart, um, Julia Roberts, pretty woman. The name pretty woman with America's ugly duckling. And boy, did the media tear this guy up. So my question is, do you? Th- I feel bad for him. Do you think this type of thing would go on today in our cancel culture? And who are some of the odd couples you guys remember in the past, Fish? Uh, will it continue today? Sure. I mean, honestly, I think people just honestly don't care as much. I don't know. It's just, you know, I, I think people are more tolerant. In, I agree. Of course, you just talk about some people that aren't very tolerant. But I think the general public is pretty tolerant these days, with the, especially with the younger generations coming up. I mean, they, it, it you know, I have, I have, you know, we all have younger uh-huh. kids that's grown up. And my, uh, Allie's, uh, uh, my girlfriend's uh, daughter is, mm-hmm. you know, 15. And when I hear some of the things that she says, nothing is a big deal to, to kids. So she's 15 years old. Nothing's a big deal. Kids that are gay or open or whatever the heck it is, it's just not a big deal that that much, which is terrific, I think, you know. But having said that, some of the if you're, you're asked to answer your question about odd couples, some that I remember, uh, uh, Angela I had Jolie that on my list. I had Billy that Bob on my Thorpe. list. Yeah, 
Yeah, I just like, what is happening here <laughs> wearing vials of blood to each other and stuff like that? Now, in fairness, we all, all three of us, just, you know, the behind the scenes secret, we do have vials of right. blood. That's what well, that's each other's blood. Right. There you go. Mixed. So I have Keith and Skinner's alone and then vice versa. Right. So, I got both of you guys in little tubes I carry on my. Right. That's different, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, we wear every episode it's like a it's in our contract and uh -huh. we'll get into that another another time in more detail but that was one that kind of comes to mind and then uh this is from years ago i just thought it was kind of interesting with marilyn Monroe oh you gotta get Joe off DiMaggio. my list dude it's like every time i see those <laughs> every time i see those scenes i'm just like you know that's i think that's terrific and joe dimaggio is just like <laughs> you know that was a, that wasn't you think about that that was like just a nice wholesome one of the most wholesome athletes that ever right. existed probably. okay well I, I mean, let me give you a you know, let me give you a couple of, anyway. uh, one on my Go list ahead. real quick for skinner goes that i just disgusted yep. me i got three i got madonna and dennis rodman i got carmen electra and yeah. dennis rodman i got anybody yeah. who was with dennis rodman <laughs> it is strange but you know what it i it but he i'm sure he's just like I listen. I'm just he. He was definitely one of the first athletes that's just openly weird. Yeah, like that. He, I don't know. It's one. Of, he's definitely man. one of the first I can recall. I mean, you know, just whatever was going on, he didn't care. Oh, yeah. He's gonna put I mean, it out you, there. You and going out the streets of New York it. with I'm a sure wedding dress on. I mean, the brothers was like, "What?" Yep. <laughs> yep. He's like, "I don't give a f," and he still doesn't, oh, he still doesn't give an f about God. anything about that. Any couples yeah, you got good. there, Skinner? I have two local, and I have three on my list, which one of them you had is Dennis Rodman and Madonna. Just odd couple from start Very to finish. Very odd. Uh, the other one's uh, Richie Sambora and Heather Locklear. Really? Yeah. I mean, come on. You look at the two, especially back in the day. America. His fame was playing guitar for Bon Jovi. That's oh, all that's, he had. That's, come on, man. That's an American hottie and a rock star. That just goes together. That's like <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> And then you got Katy Perry and Russell Brand. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. You know yeah. that's two. You've got two different types of personality there on top of the looks. And I take that one of looks. It's just Russell Brand is just a weird odd really, duck. But I, you, you know, you, you either like him or hate him. You guys want to get one kind of modern? I'm gonna tell you one right now that I just don't understand. Uh, what's her name? Ariana Grande? Is that it? Or am I supposed to And yeah. uh, Pete Davidson for Saturday Night Live. I, I, yeah, they got engaged yeah, for ten seconds. That was that was pretty yeah. amazing. Hey, God bless you. I'm it's, just saying, it just seems very odd to me. Hey, making the news right now, Keith. Pete, Pete Davidson after the uh, Kardashian. Yeah, which Kim Kardashian, yes, which yes. she hosted recently. So they they were spotted out holding hands uh, at some amusement park. Those Pete's two, a Pete pimp, man. And Kim Kardashian. <laughs> yeah, and that's something. He said, they say they're well, we're just friends. Yeah, like, okay, he, we'll see. You know, he looks good Pete for him. Davidson man. reminds hey. me of Axl Rose. Just looks so unhealthy. Like you just need to get healthy, yeah. man. I mean, just yeah. <laughs> you know, just hey. with dark around the hey. eyes. He always seems sick. Look, I don't know. Hey, whatever it is, man. God bless you. Yeah, hey, go, for, go it. for it, Pete. All right, here. Yeah. Well, that's all I got. Let's get to some pop culture. Take it away, fish. Pop culture. All right, all right. So just there was some normalcy in our. Uh, local area, you know, is uh, most of us, most of you know out there. We're from Northeast Ohio, Akron, Ohio. Cleveland's just a short drive away. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland. Most people know that. And this past weekend, they had the 2021 uh, induction ceremony again with a live performance. People on stage, people going to the show, performing. They didn't do that last year because of the pandemic, uh, so it was a little bit of normalcy in Cleveland this past weekend. So. The 2021 class included uh, Carol King, Tina Turner's solo career, the Go-Go's, Jay-Z, Food Fighters, Todd Rundgren, and uh, LL Cool J uh, performed. He's also going in. Uh, he was joined on the stage by rapper Eminem and Jennifer Lopez. I heard it was a very good performance. I didn't see much of I didn't see any of it yet, but uh, I just thought it was nice that, yeah. you know, you, you can argue she get people together for the pandemic, whatever, whatever. But still, it's just it's nice to see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame being celebrated again with the live yes, performances. Sure. So that was pretty cool over the weekend. Um, some of the, uh, let's get into 
making a lot of Before, news can lately. I make a comment Dave over Chappelle's the Rocker Hall you of may. Fame. Yes, Two absolutely. Thoughts, please. First of all, uh, I sure. just want to say one about uh, yep. Tina Turner. Um, one of my favorite movies, my sister's favorite movies. We've watched it so many times. What's Love Got to Do with It? Uh, extraordinary movie. Extraordinary performances by Angela Bassett and um, mm -hmm. I can't think of his name, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, it, so her story is is something that's totally incredible, and glad she is someone who reinvented herself early and sure went to the top. So happy for her. But I just here's the thought that hit me when you were naming off the people and going into the Hall of Fame this year. We've had talks ad nauseum. A lot of people have about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and. How is this person in, you know, this pop star or rap star, other rock stars aren't in this now, whatever. I had a thought that hit me today because mm -hmm. I used to be one of those people. Uh, we are those that have complained or, or some people have complained about um, uh, BET or black this or black that while we have to separate. And it just hit me that those are the same people that complain about artists going into the rock and roll hall of fame who aren't quote unquote rock stars. And I think the word rock really just encompassed music, but here's an opportunity for everybody to be included and not separate and say, we got the black, this award show or the black that, and Maybe you ought to stop complaining about who's going into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and appreciate the inclusion of everybody. Just a thought. No, I agree with that, Keith. It, yeah, it definitely is set to be. People get hung up on the yeah the title of it with the Rock and Roll, and then it, people want to talk about well, what's Rock and Roll. I mean, you could easily say it's the Music Hall of Fame mm -hmm. if you want to get in particular. Yeah, whatever. It's, but you're right. It is, it is one of the few few things in the entertainment where it's it's everybody's included, everybody's yeah. included. you're exactly correct so uh, yeah yeah all right skinner do you have any thoughts on the rock hall and inductees or anything like that before we move on no i actually enjoyed the class from top to bottom um i thought they got it right this year and there's a lot of complaints over the years of people getting snubbed and is that another but i thought they did a good job this year yeah well, the thing they got wrong was not putting I, iron I, you gotta be kidding there. me I, I just can't get that yeah, I mean that's yeah, a, that's that, still a snub, but they're going to get in. They there's no no doubt about it that they're going to get in. It's just a some of these artists on here. We're sticking sell half the albums. Iron Maiden and Soul. Yeah, yeah, yep. They need to they need to be more uh, inclusive of the different uh -huh. types of music yeah. in these in these ballads and so forth. With you know Judas Priest got snubbed last the year prior, so it just doesn't make any sense to me. But anyhow, all right. So making the, a lot of news right now, as, as I was starting to say. Uh, so, uh, Dave Chappelle has a new special on Netflix called the closer, you know, it's, and Dave Chappelle is, I mean, it's either you are a fan or really not much of a fan. I mean, he's definitely very unique. He's definitely very open and honest. He will speak exactly what's on his mind. Uh, certainly he had a huge show as I mean, everybody knows who Dave Chappelle is. He walked away from. The entertainment industry for quite a while came back and he's residing here in our lovely state of Ohio down in the Cincinnati area and he's been very open about his views on transgender folks and it's uh, not met with a lot of um, uh, liking from a lot of fo some folks in the LGBTQ mm -hmm. community but to on uh, one side of it, to Dave's credit, he's like, listen, this is just my views. I don't have anything against the community. And he really does try to explain it uh, pretty well in his in the special to where he's not talking about the LGBTQ community in so much as he's sort of comparing them to uh, how, you know, black people are viewed and stuff like that. So it gets pretty deep. But anyways, it's just some of the commentary is not... So there's folks that work at Netflix. They're in the community, and they they are calling out to have these special removed. 
and to, in some respects, you know, and that again, depending on your point of view, I and I, I do respect this decision. Netflix uh, leadership has said, nope, uh, we're leaving Good it on here, and that's it, and that's terrific. And Dave Chappelle, I mean, and he's allowed, you know, the the leadership of the company did admit, say, listen, I I could have been more sensitive to the views of my employees, our employees. However, it's staying. If you want to speak openly, you may do so. If you want to protest, you may do so. And uh, Dave Chappelle since is now doing some tours. I noticed there's like a documentary. It's going to be airing even up in the Rocket uh, mm-hmm. Mortgage Fieldhouse where the Cavs play. And so Dave was kind of preparing to where if they yank this thing, he wants to continue you know, the momentum of the closer and to get the message out, whatever, whatever. So all that's going on as well. And uh, so it's just kind of being met with a lot of oh yeah you know, friction and this and that and the other. So so kind of some of this boils down to you know who depending on your point of view. At the end of the day, my opinion, it's comedy, and there's been plenty of comedians over the years, as far back as you can you want to go, that have say things that are controversial, and that that you know push the envelope. Yeah, certainly in our time, you could talk about Richard Pryor, you could talk mm-hmm. about Eddie Murphy, and some of these breakout comedians that are, in my opinion, two of the two of the greatest of all time. E- you know, Eddie Murphy may say, "Eh, some of the stuff I did years ago right. probably I wouldn't do it again," that. but it was Which it was in its time, it was in its time and place, and that type of stuff. But anyway, so if you get into censoring, canceling comedy does that take the cancel culture to a whole other level? So a lot of things swirling around about this. So Keith, what do you think about, uh, well, you know, this when, whole, when I first heard, you know, all the, the, uh, negativity and about the Netflix employees. Um, I had my opinions about censorship and whatnot and it being comedy. But the first thing I wanted to make sure I did is what a lot of people didn't do. I went and watched the entire special for myself from front to back. Yep. Two things I came away with yep. uh, after I did that. Um, if I wasn't sure about it before, I am absolutely sure now this guy is the king of stand-up. He has taken his craft to a level that is so brilliant, the way he wrapped this show up, the way he got you emotional, the way he would break away from that and have you cracking up, the way he would say things that make you cringe, say things that make you think, and I really understood where he was coming from. I think what really says it all was when he made the comment about, hey, listen, you know, if you watch all my specials, you'll understand that I don't have any, any problem with transgender people. I never do. My problem is with white people. <laughs> and all the white people were yeah. cracking up <laughs> because they get Chappelle. You know what I'm saying? They get it. We're not offended. Yeah. They get it. I mean, this guy made some of my jokes when he made jokes about being molested by a priest, you know, then he goes, Hey, don't, don't cringe. I liked it. You know, I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he said some stuff, dude. I'm like, come on people. This is comedy at its finest. But the great part about all of this is that the gay people, the transgender people who have come out in defense of, of him and saying, watch the entire show. And I thought it yep. was absolutely brilliant for him to tell the story of the friend he met, uh, Daphne, I believe was the name, of uh, the transgender woman who said he was her hero. He invited her to do open up his show in San Francisco. She bombed. 45 minutes, stunk up the place. But he said instead of leaving, she came down front and watched his show. And some when he you know, say, hey, you know, that thinks Daphne opened up the show. Somebody made a comment and said, yelled out, hey, do the carpet match the drapes? And her response was, hey, I don't have a carpet. I have hardwood floors. T- totally diffused that audience and had them crack it up. And he talked about how there was this dialogue between a black man and a transgender white woman back and forth throughout the show, which transformed the show into something completely different. And it was amazing. When he said, thanks to my opening act, she got a standing ovation from her interactions with him, not her stand up. She got a standing ovation, made her cry. He said in the back room, the great late Paul Mooney was there. You you covered his death a few weeks ago. 
um, some other people. He mm -hmm. said she had the whole room in tears. He got maligned in the media the next day for his show. She went on Twitter and defended him. And I love the comment he made about Twitter. Yeah, Twitter ate me up and said this and that, but I don't give a so-and-so because Twitter's not a real place. <laughs> that was a great comment. And she went on there and defended him, and he goes, they ate into her like day and night, you know. And so unfortunately, six days later, she went to the top of a building and jumped off. And that broke his heart. Mm. And out of all this sadness and everybody feeling this, he said, if I could see her today, I would tell her, you're a liar because that's some gangster so-and-so. Only a man would do something like that. And everybody went, ooh, he goes, yeah, y'all cringing at that joke, but my friend would have loved that. That's why she was my friend. And that's why Chappelle has the fans he had because they get where he's coming from. Her ability to laugh at herself is the same thing I've dealt with my entire life. Um, being a black person, people used to ask me about black jokes. I said, you know what? I tell the best ones ever, you know, um, you know, I described a friend of my mom's who was really, really dark skin. And I told you she was so black when she got out of my car, the oil light came on, you know, <laughs> but the ability to laugh at oneself, I think is one of the greatest gifts we can have, but we're so sensitive not the Jewish people, not the black people, not the priest, not uh, white people, and the list of others he offended or made fun of throughout that show. But only this one subgroup is having a problem. And I think we need to learn that acceptance, being laughed at, is part of acceptance. That's a huge part of it. Learn to laugh at yourself because if I got offended by every black thing that was said, really? None of us would be friends, that's for sure. You know what I'm saying? And we certainly wouldn't, I wouldn't be friends with this dude named John Cooper, <laughs> you know, who's my brother, you know, and part of this group. But we have to learn to laugh at ourselves, guys. It is really, really sad that we are living in, and certain groups right now are making it so hard for us to exercise the most important things in life. Free speech, okay, along with responsibility of speech, but as well, there's ability to keep sacred things that we have uh, for years now has been understood. And comedy has been one. That is one format where everything goes. As long as it's not hate speech, anything goes because the ability to laugh at ourselves is what has given us strength to come together, just like in music. Very good. Well, Excellent. Well put. Skinner, anything? No, I can't say it any better than what, what Porter just said. Very good. Yeah, I'm with you. Thank well you. said, Keith. Don't uh, comedy is one of the the the. Uh, you want to speak your mind, you should be able to do it anyway. But certainly, you should be able to do it in the world of comedy. So, hundred percent right. Is it is it something that is that is it generational for us? Is it are we more tolerant perhaps with our age and what we've been exposed to over time or? I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. Um, you made a uh, comment about what Eddie Murphy said. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to allude to that. I was kind of disappointed in his comment when he asked, uh, was asked about the Chappelle show and then his, if you saw not delirious, well, yeah, delirious. He, and, and the one after that, uh, he had, he used, you know, the F word, you know, faggot a lot. Raw. Right. Raw. Yep. It was wrong. Yeah. And of course, you don't, you don't hear people saying those words a lot today. But he was saying how that was, you know, would be inappropriate today or whatnot. Um, don't cower back from that, dude. You know, I, I I guarantee you, Eddie Murphy to this day has gay friends. You know, when he made those jokes, I don't think there was any malice in his heart, any hate in his heart. It was a joke, just like when the N word is said. There's, you know, uh, there's there are white comedians who've used that word. Um. Uh, boy, Andrew Dice Clay used to say some really rough stuff, you know. Um, but I don't even think that Eddie Murphy's uh jokes were were meant as anything harmful, but they were funny. I knew a lot of gay people that used that f word in humor, in humor, you know. Now a lot of people want to get rid of the n word, uh, and when I'm talking about the n word, I'm not talking about the er. I'm talking about the n i g g a said constantly in rap music 
uh, black people refer to one another. We talk like that. I'll say it in joking just to you guys or my friends um, because it's stupid. That's why. I know some people find it very, very sensitive, and I get it. But if we start taking away uh, the stupidity of all this stuff, I think tolerance will come along with it. That is the best thing about me is I can laugh at myself. So you can't hurt me. You can't hurt me because I I can say something funnier about me than you can. You know what I'm saying? So people who are so sensitive, they're the reason why right now we can't communicate because nobody wants to talk truth. Very good. Well, not, we're going to take it out on that comment. Can't top that, Keith. Well said. I know we we uh, we appreciate your your opinion and we share the same sentiments. So uh, we'll take us out here, guys. We'll rest. So I'm Brian Fisher, Keith Porter, and Mike Skinner. Thank you again for listening to It Came from Gen X. Tune in again next week for more Gen X opinions, memories, rants, and. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your support. Stay strong, Gen X. Give me some ribs, Skinner. <laughs> Take yeah. care, folks. I got to tell this what my mom said. <laughs>